slips my mind you know all the time who you are but i mean in our seventh year i guess i should start remembering who you are or i could just write your name right here there you go there you go and and that would help me remember right oh and and i just gotta yeah that you just tagged me on facebook so i should know you 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 should know my name now i should yeah and so welcome facebook audience and you can send any comments or questions right there put them on facebook and, and angel will read them and we can go from there and answer them as best we can we are in a series we started uh, two or three weeks ago using your words. Yes. What does that mean? And why would we title a series with those words? Oh, wow. You know, what we're really talking about is healthy and effective communication. Yeah. And oftentimes we are not, as adults, using our words. Um, and it's leading to a lot of misunderstandings and conflicts and hurt feelings and hurt relationships. And usually we use that phrase when we're talking to our little preschoolers or little ones that are getting ready to learn to talk or starting to talk. And we just say, use your words. Okay, use your words, right? Like that. Exactly. That's where I first heard it years ago. Well, because when they're not using their words, they're usually using their crying voices or they're falling <laughs> out. And, and a parent's like, what do you want? Well, you know, they're trying to scramble to it out. get it figured out, right? Use your words. Are you hungry? Are you tired? What's going on? But when we become adults, I think we kind of fall into this um, kind of this complacency of people should just know what we want. Right. They should. Well, they if they know me, if they cared, they would just know. Right, and so I don't really have to talk about it. So we are going to get into a healthy discussion tonight. Yes. And we welcome your comments and your questions on Facebook. Put them there or call in 727-441-3000. And Tommy will patch you through to us right here in the studio. And we will talk to you and find out what your question or comment is. So you can do that. So the last three weeks, we have been talking about this subject. And so you can go right here to Tantalk Network and go to uh, the podcast page and look for the name of this show, Go Yard. Also, our Sunday show airs at 3 o'clock every Sunday on this same station. It's it's really all about practical Christian living. So you can actually go same place, TantalkNetwork.com, go to podcasts, go to the name of that show, which is Living the Good Life, and you can listen to past shows or catch us on YouTube because we're on YouTube Live right now. We are, and Facebook Live, and... Tan Talk Radio, and we're all over the we're place all right over now. The place right now. So those that want to watch on YouTube, you would just go open the YouTube.com and then put in Tan Talk Radio slash live, and you will move over to YouTube. So there's there a lot go. of ways. Lots of ways. Lots yes, of ways. And yes. And we want to make this uh, show easy for people to find. Absolutely. And to share with others. And by going on Facebook, it's easy. You can just share it right to your Facebook. Mm -hmm. And please do, because we get a lot of views on Facebook, and that's great. So we really welcome comments. Why do we welcome comments? Oh, I love interactive, because it helps us to meet the needs of our listeners and answer their questions or, you know, give them some tools or tips. And so I love it. And we're always looking for ideas for new series. And I, I, well, I guess we're really not looking very hard. I don't think we've ever really had an, a problem coming up with an idea. Uh, how do we usually arrive at our topics, Doctor? Living our lives. Yes, And we, we start do. going, oh, I'm seeing this theme. And you're like, I am too. Let's do a show yeah, about it. Yeah, let's do it. a show on it. Yeah. Because uh, my other job besides real estate is pastoring. And you are full-time in uh, counseling and have your own business. Uh, 727-501-6557. I actually know your phone number. You know my number, but not my name. Just saying. Oh, Just that's saying. true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Anyway, uh, you've been in practice a year and a half, mm-hmm. and it is booming. And you are. we were just talking about your expansion prom, uh, plans, and God is blessing your business. So people, if you know somebody, or if it's you that needs counseling, go to Dr. Angel, drangelsdevelopment.com. 
Yes. And it's all right there. And you can actually schedule appointments right there, too. Yes, you can. And she is located 2058 Weaver Park Drive in Clearwater, which is where I'm located, which is the church, too. So we've got quite a nice facility, which we're proud of. Very proud of it. So a year and a half into this. So with this discussion on using your words, why is this an important discussion? Dr. Angel, I just remembered your name. Thank you. And I'll tell you why it's such an important discussion, (laughs) because it is such a it's a heart matter of why people have so hurt feelings, disappointment, uh, feel unloved, unvalued, unwanted conflicts in their relationship. And this concept expands to any and every relationship in our life. So this is yes. not just boiled down to, you know, our romantic relationships. It's relationships with our coworkers, our friends, our family, our it kids, writes. our parents, our neighbors, whoever's around us. Right. And people need to be noticed. They need to be valued, right? And we joke around about me not knowing your name. And, of course, I know your name. But it's just kind of our thing we do. But, you know, when it comes to that, a lot of people do not listen to people's names when they meet them. That is true. You know? And so, and even then, using your word or, oh, this is so-and-so, glad to meet you. Would you say Ben? Ben, nice to meet you, Ben. I mean... You know, there's that's it using our words in courteous ways is very important too, just like that. Very valuing somebody's name or their very important, you know, because the heart of it when people are upset about um, not feeling understood or feeling valued, um, you know, and expecting people to just kind of know it. Bottom line is they're starting to feel invisible or not important, that's right, or you know, and so yeah, things just as simple as you know. No, you know, acknowledging people by name when we meet them makes them feel more warm and welcome. Right. Um, But with the people in our worlds around us, I think we start getting kind of laid back and we just kind of go into automatic zone on those relationships. We get too familiar. Right. And we forget that we all need to feel loved and valued. And and tonight we're talking. Last week we talked, or two weeks ago we talked about teens. And mm-hmm. and so if you missed that show, go here tantalknetwork.com, Go to podcast. Go to go yard. Catch up. Um, and and tonight we want to really talk about adult relationships, yes. uh, whether they be personal relationships, whether they be intimate relationships, friends, coworkers, roommates. family interaction, roommates, things like that, and how to better get along, really. Because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that good communication is the basis of a relation, a good relationship. Uh, yeah. Healthy communication is definitely the foundation for healthy relationships. Right. And so when people get their feelings hurt, a lot of times it's the unspoken things. It is very much in the unspoken. It's in either A, it's definitely in the silence. So it's either we're not speaking it or we are projecting what someone else is thinking. Right onto them even though they have they not may not be they at may all absolutely not be thinking that okay what how common is that number one and number two how how do we notice that somebody is doing that i mean how how can you see that in yourself well it's very common i, I think i deal with it at least every day in the counseling room at every some day? level yes <laughs> um because it, it leads to really big hurt so okay. like you know you you call a friend and they answer the phone they're like what you know and that now you're automatically like oh they're mad at me what did i do and like people start spinning in their head right. and then they start you know taking offense to that and the person might have just been really tired or in the middle of something it had nothing to do with you okay so let's take this communication to the level of texting because that is where most people communicate now it is which has serious ramifications and opportunity for problems in my opinion yes and we highlighted this on other shows but i'm going to talk about it now our verbal, our words we use are seven percent of our communication. Seven percent of our communication. How do you? How can that be? I mean, seriously. I mean, it, words on texting would be included in the seven percent. The texting. That's the seven percent of our communication because the other ninety-three percent is our tone, our inflection, our body language, all those other pieces of our phone. So when we're talking about the best communication is always face to face because right. you get all the parts, right? Okay. Second best would be like over the phone, hearing each other's voices. Yes. Yes. I and then agree. Obviously, the least effective is the written word to each other, because then we get to project 
tone, inflection, we voice, do. body language. I much prefer to talk on the phone than to text somebody. And I've had younger people say to me, well, it's just because you didn't grow up with texting. It's so easy. It's the best way. Yeah, but I have found in business, okay, that so often that can be misunderstood. The text or, I mean, you can convey, let's say on a deal, there's an issue you got to resolve instead of, presenting it by text when you're talking to them you can say things like this is not a big deal or this is okay it's gonna be all right the tone of your voice right or you know what it's a little glitch but we're gonna be you know that kind of thing it's how you present information so right. the whole message is really important. So when we talk about using our words, what's happening is is we're not using the words to convey what to clarify things. So like that example I gave when somebody answers a the phone, they're like, what? And you've already thinking they're upset with you. Right. Using our words would be, hey, did I do something to upset you? Or are you okay? So we could clarify that right then and there. But why don't people do that, Dr. Angel? Because I believe they don't. They do not. And so they'll call five of their best friends and say, oh, okay, so what do you think's so. going on with it? Yeah, yes. the way they just treated me, you know. And can and you then, believe they did that to me? Can and you find out why they're mad at me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to stop all that. First of all, a relationship can only be between two people. Right, right. And so when we start bringing in third parties, we're starting with a huge mess in a relationship. But that's what happens in workplace settings, in families, and even in, in a household. Mm-hmm. Between roommates. Right. Between you know friends besties whatever parents and all kinds of stuff it happens all the time so okay we're identifying the problem okay and let's just take it a step further in let's say people are married or they're living in a personal relationship or whatever and the communication is like very very poor well, that definitely leads to a lot of misunderstandings. Right. Um, and, and somebody not feeling loved or valued or important to the other person, usually when we don't have effective communication. Oh, okay. I think we, do we have a phone call? Is yeah, we got a phone call. All right. Let's... Hey, caller, who are you? Hi, this is Nan. Hi, Hi Nan. We're Hi, good. Nan. How are you? I'm doing well. I wanted to weigh in on something to share a personal experience with my son, who's one of those age groups that they like to text. And they like to text, and they like uh-huh. to text. And yeah. So I was talking to his his aunt, my ex sister in law, and I was sharing with her a, a health is, is situation that had come up with me. And she goes, "You need to let him know, and you need to see him. You need to talk to him." And I'm like, "Okay." So I was taking her advice. I I uh, left him a message, called him, and I got voicemail. So I sent a, a instant message on Facebook Messenger, and I'm like, "You know, when are you available? I need to see you sometime this weekend." Briefly, it's about ten minutes. He's like, uh, I don't have any time this weekend. I'm busy. I said, okay, how about next weekend? I'm not sure what's going on next weekend. What's going on? So instant messenger, which I did not want to do, I provided him the information on instant messenger, and he immediately picked up the phone and called, like, what's going on? What's happening? What are they doing? You know, and it was it was like I wanted to stay face-to-face. It didn't work out. I didn't want to tell the boy. Right. You know, it, it, it worked out. Boy, I didn't want to tell text type stuff but that was the only way to get to him and based on her direction or suggestion rather i needed to to let my son know what was going on he was like he was like on the phone man you know it still wasn't in person but i mean it's interesting how you know it it missed that by by doing it that way it missed something you know right and i hated it that way i that was the only way i had to to communicate with him so that's what i had to do uh, but that, but it did work. You got the result, right? You got to talk to him and I tell him. I did get to talk to him. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, he did. So I did get to talk to him. So you want to comment on that? Sure. You know, and, and and that's, you know, a lot of times we have important messages we want to tell people. And yes, when we can, face to face is always the best way. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. And right. so, but getting those messages is important because you know that when we, especially when we have like a medical thing we want to share with loved ones, like. That's an important thing to communicate with somebody sure. because they need to know those things about their loved ones. And right. so um, she could have just said, oh, I'm offended. He doesn't want to meet with me. He's too busy for me. And, you know, and kind of been upset about it. But instead, she continued and pursued and it didn't become an issue that could have become a huge. Yeah, one. that's good. That's a great example, man. Thank you for calling in. We Thank appreciate it.
Okay. Thank you. Take care. All okay, right. Bye-bye. She she made a good point there, but so she didn't allow herself to take it personally when he said, "I'm busy." You know, sure. he's a and young what, father, you know, he's young, newly married, things like that. And we, we need to consider that. Like, right. everyone has their own life going on, too. Sure, right. And they have things, you know. But some people are so sensitive, Dr. They Angel. They're, like, hypersensitive. And if they don't get the reaction they think they should from their partner, their spouse, their friend, their coworker, whatever, then they start sulking and feeling sorry for themselves. Well, they, well, they do what and I call. And they get depressed. They do what I call is tailspin. Um, tailspin, I like that. Um, so I'm going to back up just a minute. So I read some research this week that uh, talked about anxiety and depression are at their all-time high. We've had I more diagnosis um, than yeah. we've ever had. Right. And so we're going to add that into the mix because I'm seeing more um, communication issues now when we've added the pressures of the anxiety, yep. the depression, the stress of everything that's been caused by a pandemic and all right. the unsettling. And now, like, we are more sensitive. Right. So okay. when someone isn't picking up that phone or they're not responding, um, we feel like it's personal. We feel like they're avoiding us or they're letting us down in some way instead of saying, hey, I really need to talk to you. But see, that's the point of this show, teaching or helping all of us be more aware that instead of sliding off the cliff into that area of sensitivity and feeling sorry for ourselves and nobody wants to talk to me, nobody's my friend anymore, all that kind of thing, to actually say, in in words, real words, I need to talk to you. When is a good time for me to be able to talk to you? This is a, a sensitive issue or a personal issue or, or important a, to me. It's important to me. Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, actually awesome. stating your need. And that's using our words. And that's what we're yeah, talking and about. And that's using stating our words. Stating the needs that we have from the people in our world that are important to us or that we interact with. Like, instead of they should just know that I've worked 12 hours a day and I'm tired and I could have used someone to take out the garbage. Hey, I need someone to help. Can someone take out the garbage? Like, that goes much further because you, most of all, most people are willing to help when they can help and they know exactly what it is you need to help you. They don't have to guess. Right. So a mother that comes home from work late, dad works, mom works, the kids are sitting around playing video games. Okay, mm-hmm. we talked about teens a couple weeks ago, but it would be really good if the parents could say, "All right, let's we're going to divide up some chores this evening so we can all sit around the table in a few minutes and have a nice meal." That is actually laying out the need on the table, right? Not just the food, but the the needs. But need laying out the needs, and I, you know, and it doesn't matter if it if it's your kids you live with, your spouse you live with, roommates, friends, other family, like having those conversations of, "Hey, like I need." help with things like it's important for people to hear that there's a need and then here are some ways that you can help if you you know that i need help in like i need help with xyz so i can all just almost hear a listener saying but what happens if they go uh now okay later yeah all right uh or just don't even pay attention to you or the husband or the wife that just goes silent like "Mm, okay whatever and like dismisses them the well, and that can absolutely happen, and that's going to tell us we probably have other relationship things happening okay. as well. And not just because and every time we have a need doesn't mean someone's going to be able to meet that need when we need them to, but when we aren't communicating the need, it's never going to get met. Okay. So let's go back to the, the highly sensitivity issues that are happening in relationships in these days. We've been a, almost a year in COVID now, so our lives have changed drastically. We've done series this year, a whole bunch of shows about the changes. But here we are facing another spike. And in, in so, I mean, we're not seeing the end. It's not around the corner. So the point is we're going to still be living in some of these same problems, right? Sure. You know, and as... You know, this has caused a lot of people to feel um, more isolated from their loved ones right. or their friends. And and so when that happens and we're not getting that relationship, like we have this inner need for quality relationships in our life. So when we're not getting that met, we do feel very lonely and start feeling depressed and isolated. And then we are very sensitive to misread things that people are doing around us. Right. And yeah. so we need to stop and like take a step back. And just 
breathe for a second right. yeah. and consider that there are other things going on in everyone else's worlds too, first of all. Well, that, okay, so that requires a measure of maturity, right? Sure does. Where you're saying, okay, there might be a reason why they're not calling me back or whatever. But again, asking for what you need is extremely important. It is very important. And that's, that's a very important. That healthy communication. Yeah, right. And and so then at that point, you know, or just how I'm feeling or what I'm going through or what I, I desire, like stating our words. Right. Using Use your words. our words. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to get into some more, more issues that happen in relationships in just a couple minutes. You picked a song tonight. We like to have a song kind of halfway through. Uh, Miley Cyrus, right? Yes. Called Communication. It's called Communication. Uh, what are you wanting to communicate to our listeners with this song, Dr. Angel? <laughs> you know, well, we can be with people and not feel connected. Oh, oh. And communication is an important part of our connectedness with people around us. We can be with people and not feel connected. Give yes. me an example. Sure. we can. Ha- you can have a room full of all your friends and not feel connected, not feel like they they know what you want, know what you need, can hear your heart, know your what's going on in your world. Like, unless we're communicating those things, we aren't feeling connected. And so, so then we pull back and disconnect because we're hurt or we're disappointed or we feel, you know, offended in some way. Or we feel like we'll get the attention if we act like we're, we're upset. Well, maybe that could be another, absolutely could happen that way too. Let's hear this song and we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You can text us right now on Facebook, get involved in the show and give us your suggestions or comments or questions. Let's go, Tommy. For 27 years I've been trying to believe and confide in different people i found. Some of them got closer than others Some wouldn't even bother Then you came around I didn't really know what to call you You didn't know me at all But I was happy to Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. 
Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. song well we talked about it you know it's a lot yeah. of non-effective communication definitely doesn't make us feel connected to the people around us right so often then it's the unspoken that is the communication that's going on the slamming something down on the table or getting up in a huff or no actual words mm-hmm. just body language right absolutely you know it's funny because um it happens all the time and and it's so easy for this kind of stuff to happen. So I'll give you like a weird example. So I was I was in the Walmart and I was focused on the you know, Walmart. I was in the Walmart because it gets the Walmart. And okay. I was shopping and I had a list and I was trying to get in and out because, you know, I'm a busy girl anyway. And I get, you know, leave and I get this text message like, seriously, you're mad at me. And I'm like, excuse me, like. And I called. I picked up the phone. I'm, hey, why do you think I'm mad? I'm not mad at you. Why would you? Well, you walked right by me and didn't say hi in Walmart. I'm like, I totally didn't even see you. I was so focused on trying to get in and get out with my stuff. Totally missed that person. I was in my own world. And had, you know, I didn't pick up that phone and have that conversation, we could have had this conflict going on, right? So... You're saying that when people have those slights or whatever the case may be, it's better to deal with it right then. Because ask. Ask, because things pile up in relationships. They do in personal relationships, and pretty soon you're you're mad, but you have really no idea exactly you're not even what sure started. Where it all happened, but you're so piled up with like you know resentment and anger and frustration. Absolutely. I want to go back to one of the words you used a little while ago, and it's tone. I want to talk about tone. Okay. Because um, you, would you explain that to our listeners and how that impacts adult relationships? Well, it impacts every relationship, frankly. Even the tone if you're talking to your three-year-old is very yes. important. Right. Well, yes, because a lot can happen in our tone, how, how we inflect our voice and, you know, the volume like all that goes into that tone of our voice and so we all have that like you ever see those commercials where you know mom sitting there yelling at her kid and then she answers phone and she's like hello yeah yeah <laughs> you know right, like yeah there's an example of like tone tone flip. <laughs> tone flip tone flip i tone like that flip, right okay so, that's that's a thing now tone flip okay but our tone is really important but we also have to be careful that we can misinterpret through tone because someone's tone can come off maybe hard or brash, but maybe it's because of something completely different than what we're thinking it is. Right. And and the problem with that, let's say, with a lot of relationships, whether you live with people or you work with them or whatever, is that it? very few times do people say, wait a minute, uh, wait, let's go back a minute. What'd you mean? Well, what, what were you trying to say to me just then? Maybe I missed it. Right. And that's asking for clarification. Clarification. Which I think is... That's a word I'm going to write down right here because I think clarification is huge and does not happen enough in our personal relationships. It doesn't. And so then we walk away upset, angry, offended, disappointed, whatever, put in the blank of the feeling we have, and then it starts you know, mounting in our relationships. And right. so uh, clarification can happen in a lot of ways, like, hey, can you say that again? Or I heard you say blah, blah, blah. And give them the opportunity to be like, oh, wait, that's not what I meant. Or, yeah, that was what I meant, whatever. But it gives opportunity for correction in the moment. And and we talk about this a lot on the show about how to effectively communicate. And that is when you said that, I felt this, right? Yes. Would you go with that concept a minute? Because it fits right here. We talk about that a lot. But it's a great way to communicate. Right. So when I, you know, I felt this when I heard 
whatever, you, you know, fill in the blank of what was said. So um, because it de- most of the time what we have when we're talking about communication, we have a message, you know, the sender is sending a message, but the receiver is receiving a different message. And then they're sending a message that's not being received on the other end. And so we have to use those clarifiers. Right. And so often the where it gets jumbled up in the middle, in my opinion, is a lack of amplification on whatever they were trying to say, communicate. In other words, just a quick little sentence. Sometimes people are like they're in their other world. They're in their other thing. And they're eh, eh, eh. Uh, no, no, I don't want to do that. No. And then they and then that's taken as whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that attitude? Right, and then people take things as and attitudes, and, and it could be that the person is like overwhelmed. They're they're working from home, and the kids are throwing, you know, throwing yeah, a fit. You know, when I've talked about this example, this happened to me. I don't know a couple of months ago now, but you know, I was in the middle of a lot of things, and someone had texted a question, and I just gave them an answer immediately. You know, a yes or a no answer, and that's all I said. And then I get this like diatribe of like, oh my gosh, like I feel like you're being short with me, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I was just trying to answer your question. I was in the middle of something. Like right. this was not personal. This was not, you know, I was trying to do the good thing and then, you know, to get come, you know, so have someone come back with. That's an example of you clarifying. And right? I clarified it. Okay. What happens if you live with someone or work with someone who is basically a person of very few words? <laughs> that makes things really challenging. I mean, they're into their video games or they're into their uh, phone calls or they're online doing something or whatever and they really don't want you to interrupt them and they send you body language like don't bother me you know kind of that attitude mm-hmm. that can be start to build up build up build up and become a real problem with with personal intimate relationships oh absolutely and and so okay so maybe we're not going to interrupt them but we do need to have their time to have their undivided time so that's you know when they're in the middle of something that's not the time to you know bust out with an important conversation like we need to say hey i need to talk to you when when can we talk right you know give that opportunity for that conversation to happen in america at least in the last few years one of the popular concepts is called date night with personal relationships Mm -hmm. do you want to explain that and why that's good or bad Oh, first of all, it's good. Anytime we have undivided time with our romantic partners or or whoever that's important to us, like setting aside, this is our time that we're going to take out the distractions. We're not on our phone. We're not on social media. We're not texting everybody. We're not. We're just having a conversation or going out and doing something fun together. It's important for multiple types of relationships to have those sacred times. Because there is so many distractions out there and things that can take from our relationships. We're busy. Right. And interestingly enough, when two people are starting to develop that kind of a personal relationship, they communicate all the time. Oh, yes, they do. Been there, done that. I think we, well, most of us have, right? And we are like, we can stay up for six hours at night and have marathon texting or on the phone forever and ever. You know, the communication is like, oh, wow. And we're telling our story. They're telling theirs. and Or we're at dinner and we just realized we just closed the place down. We've been there five hours right mm-hmm. i've done the, all these things that's why i know what i'm talking ah, about she's telling on herself. i'm telling on myself but the communication at first can be excellent because we are excited about getting to know this person and then over time circumstances start happening kids happen or or job stress or whatever the case may be and then that excitement begins to we just don't take the time you know because now we live with them and we see them all the time so why sure we and don't that's where to I talk t- about like some of that complacency comes yes, in, in our relationship complacency. but when we're talking about like the romantic relationship life cycle which is kind of what you just described romantic to me, relationship life cycle there's that beginning phase that that relationship kind of goes into a little bubble okay where People are more willing to put their friends on the side burner or other things on the side burner so they can concentrate on building this relationship, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're still doing, like, their work and things they need to do, but this relationship but at work, is... they're they're texting and... They yeah. are. It's a new priority, and so this relationship sits in this bubble for however long, some... A couple weeks, some a couple months, some for just everyone has a different part. And then once the bubble, we get to know them well enough and we feel comfortable, we kind of 
pop the bubble and not let it back in everything we've held out. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And then we aren't prioritizing it in the same way. And so that's a lot of time where we start seeing that communication breakdown happening. And so we may have some listeners tonight who go, you know what? I'm doing that. Okay. Or somebody out there who goes, you know, I've just been dating on match and and it's exciting for the first week or two and then they seem to lose interest or whatever, right? That's what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That dating bubble or that new friend bubble. A new friend bubble. I mean, it can happen with lots of kinds of relationships, but it really happens in those romantic relationships where we'll stay up half the night, you know, oh, yeah. texting and then have to be up, you know, two hours later Oh, for but work it doesn't matter. We have no enough energy to do it. Right. And then after, you know, a little while of, you know, dating that person or being with that person, like, you know, we are too busy for those important conversations or even those real conversations. So what I see usually happen is that They'll have a conversation. I love this. When two people have a conversation and they're not even having the same conversation. Right. Because <laughs> they're not listening to each other. Right. Exactly. They're not even having the same conversation. And I'm sitting back there. Did and somebody like, just comment? Uh, uh, maybe not. I've got a little thing that said somebody did, but that's uh, okay. Maybe no, wrong. Yes, Miss Betty just What'd said. What'd she say? Good show, ladies. Oh, okay. Okay. So then you get to a point. Let's say you marry this person, right? And you have kids, you have this, life happens, blah, blah, blah. And I have heard this so much as past as a pastor in, in pastoral counseling. You get on down the road, and now you barely talk about anything about, did you take out the garbage? Yep. Or about what I need. We just start expecting them to know. Okay. Like, I need to spend time with you, or I would like, you know, to... Ha- Go out and walk the beach and see sunset, or I, you know, I, I need a vacation. Just the two of us right. instead of the fourteen children. Whatever it is, or I just, I just need something. Whatever it is, we we just expect them to know, and so now we're all huffy and puffy, like when something comes along and that need didn't get met, but we didn't communicate it. Okay, so let's talk about silent communication. That happens in long-term relationships, whether that's at work, whether that's at home, whether that's an extended family, uh, where people are communicating, but they're not talking. Yeah, that's not really communicating. (laughs) But they are communicating through their silence. It's just not effective. Well, sometimes it sends quite a quite a message. It does send quite a message, and especially when somebody huffs and puffs or kicks the dog or whatever the case sure. may be. Hopefully, never kicks the dog. No, we're dog people. Don't kick the dog. No, it does but send a message. It does send the message. It communicates, right? Right. And what usually happens Slam is doors, the other person, right? You know, interprets that message in their way through our. We interpret every message through our lens of our experiences, our past relationships, our, you know, our hurts, our, you know, everything. It goes through those lenses before we can, you know, interpret it. And so, therefore, it's really important to uh, clarify. But when we're having that silent stuff happening, like that's important to stop for a minute and say, okay. This I, I don't like it. Like I, I don't feel comfortable with it, or I'd lo- want better communication. Like, hey, can okay. we have a conversation? Well, I think a lot of times in these relationships that I've sat and heard stuff like this for years, there is almost like a dueling or competing. Oh, like, yes. uh, I'm not going to break the silence, or I'm not going to be the one that gives in and is sweet to you. I'm not going to be the one that's. Hey, that's up to you. I don't. You know what I mean? Oh yes, the and it can be male up. or female. Oh, it yes. does not matter. It, it's it's personality, and 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 I'm going to propose this to you, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of times the person that digs in is really hurt. Oh yes, they're very very hurt and feeling rejected. And well, they're and acting out of hurt. They're Some act, kind of hurt. A lot yeah. of kind, a lot of times, and so therefore, to take that bold step and say, "Honey, let's sit down and talk." I feel like we just have not been really had any time. Can we go out to dinner tonight? Maybe just sit in a nice, quiet restaurant and talk, just the two of us. That takes a lot of courage for some people to do when they are feeling offended. Oh yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, saying? I do. And what happens when somebody feels that rejection is, I'm going to reject you, so you right. can't continue to reject me, right. which uh, is where we start seeing this I'm going to make the rejection I do of you worse than anything you could possibly do to me. 
Absolutely. And what I always say is every relationship needs a hero. Oh, that is so good. Can I write that down? You can. Can I quote you? You can. Every relationship needs a hero. So that means if I'm going to be the hero, that means I'm going to lay aside my heart for a minute and I'm going to soften and say, hey, can we do X, Y, Z? Can we have a conversation? Can we talk about this? Like, can we go hang out and have dinner or go to coffee or go get an ice cream or have go in now you may get rejected but we need to make those steps forward it may take a couple times trying to engage with that person every relationship know, needs i care a about hero. you i value you i value our relationship how can we do this better so the hero is boldly says i want some quiet private time with you without kids around without the phone ringing without you know all this going on can we just have some private time right and i call that person the hero because usually they're hurt too from all of this but we can put it on a shelf so that we can soften and come in open and humbled and and approach this person with love and compassion. This whole concept of date night, when I began to start hearing about this with my kids and married kids, you know, and all that, it was like when they had little kids at home. So we go out for a night, we go to a nice dinner, we go to a movie, we do something, we just get away from the kids for a night, okay? But what, and that's one aspect of this, right? But what we're talking about here is when relationships are experiencing maybe years of lack of communication. Sure. They're and, not using their words. And it's not going to They're using their overnight. frowns or their disapproval or yes. the slamming the door or sitting down in the chair and going to sleep for the whole evening and never saying one word. Sure. It's not going to get fixed overnight, but it will, you know, we have to be able to honestly communicate. And maybe you need help communicating. Maybe you need, you know, a, a therapist to kind of come in and And that's where you facilitate. come in. I do. I do this all the time, which is why I know all this communication stuff. And I see how two people really at the core love each other, yeah, but they're yeah. so hurt. Right. That it's hard to see past that hurt. And a lot of times, in my opinion, a lot of the hurt originated when there was some disagreement about some decision. Sure. Or when when the one felt like, okay, this was our anniversary a week ago, and he still not said one word about it now. One week later, it never dawned on him it was our anniversary or her birthday or his, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. When that unspoken need goes unmet. Right. The, the unspoken need. Yes. Or I've heard people say in counseling, uh, well, you know, he knows that it was a year ago today my mother died or whatever, and he never said a word. Well, he probably doesn't know. <laughs> well, probably not. <laughs> Unless he put it on the calendar. And I think that's that's my point is a lot of times we are interjecting what we would remember. Well, yeah, because it's significant. It's and really significant to us. us, but it may not be for them. Right. And or maybe they're just got distracted and and we take it as a lack of care and lack of, oh, you know, how could he or how could she? And at the end of the day, it's if they just knew what you needed, like, hey, this is kind of a tough week for me right now because it's the anniversary of my mother's death. Like, could we do something special like that would be a great way of communicating that need. And it's not always the husband that forgets no, but, no. but i can tell you in years of pastoring in so many situations sitting across the table from people it's usually the husband who forgets <laughs> it seems to me like so it, be the hero wife and say hey guess what on the calendar even have a calendar talk once a month look what's coming up this month sure on and then then it's a response. But that's using our words, right? Like that, these yes. are communicating the things that Here's are important. Here's what's going to happen this month. Oh, oh my gosh, this month is our anniversary. Right. What do you want to do? I mean, actually, instead of expecting that partner, whether male or female, to come up with the plan. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got an idea. Let's go do this. How would you like to do this? Right? Sure. And having those conversations in a way that's honest and authentic okay as opposed to 
as opposed to, uh, I don't know, I calling to call it, dis- it is dishonest communication when, you know, the one partner comes home and they ask the other one, oh, how you doing? I'm fine, fine. And they're really upset because you didn't bring the trash cans up or you f- didn't bring home dinner and you knew they worked hard or those unspoken needs happen and they're, oh, fine, fine. That's dishonest communication. It no, really you're not. is dishonest. No, instead it should be, you know, I'm, I feel hurt because, you know, I was needing help with this or that or I had a long day and thought you would think of me oh i didn't realize hey let me go you know let's order something to have it delivered or whatever or before it gets to that level calling or talking to that person and letting them know hey this is what and i need sometimes a relationship a marriage a whatever needs a therapist needs a third sure party does. to it mm. My ex-husband and I went in, we were in counseling on and off for two and a half years trying to save the marriage, right? And I will say that during that time, it helped clarify what the other person was thinking. I learned a lot during those two and a half years watching all this process and me be involved in it. And I was probably one of those that stuffed Mm -hmm. and expected him to see, my gosh, I have three children under the age of six. Come on help you know or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be and expecting that uh but then you know it it really helped to have that third party in there so i mean that's not a plug for your business but it's a plug for your business well no No, i mean you know what i mean i do your profession profession. very helpful um but i do want to preface this because in therapy a therapist should never take a side it's supposed to be a neutral objective party facilitating healthy relational communication skills you want to say that again because i think that that is a very important point because a lot of people enter counseling and they feel like they have been put on the hot seat by the therapist and the therapist is already on her side or on his side or whatever right and then they feel like it's two against one and it should never a you know, effective marriage therapy should be a neutral, objective therapist that's facilitating healthy communication. Yes. And helping each party understand the differences of perspective and the experience and helping to um, improve that the communication and understanding of what's going on in that relationship. Okay. Does that mean all relationships can be fixed or should be? Absolutely no. not. No. But it's not about... You know, oh, I'm going to wait till I get to the therapist and I'm going to tell on what you did this week. And Oh, my oh. gosh, that's a huge point, because that's what happens in so many of these types of situations. Yes. It's a tell on you. It is. I'm going to go tell on you. I'm telling, I'm telling him. You. I'm telling her, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know that we've only touched the surface on this. I do. This type of thing, right? <laughs> this is going to go on till next week, because communication in personal relationships, be it marriage or best friends or extended family is so important it really is i mean it has so much to do with our happiness uh yes and our connection and our yes connection into other people is an important part of what helps protect us from depression and anxiety it does why do we have so much depression anxiety we have so much disconnection right now okay i'm writing all this down for next so much disconnect and so that connection is a protective factor. That's what we call it in our world. It's a protective factor. Yes, it is. And so we think that if I just disconnect, he's disconnecting, so I'm disconnecting, and I'll let him see how that feels. Yeah, and here's the thing. The longer we stay disconnected from significant people, the more it hurts the relationship, and eventually it it, it gets past the point of, you know, no return or where it's done. It's lived its course. And it, this, and we'll talk more next week, but it's not just in the personal marriage and that kind of thing. It can be a mother-in-law that you don't communicate with. It could be a friend. It can be a friend that you've yep, gone so. weeks and not discussed something, and you know there's something there, but you don't even know what it is. And some people, they teach us how not to need them. How, by ooh, disconnecting. Oh. And what happens oh, is. Oh, I got to write that down. Yes. People teach us how not to need them. Yes. If y'all haven't figured it out, um, these shows now are what we call wing it specials because we we have a general topic we say to each other about three sentences what do you think about that for a show that sounds good and then we come in here and we just talk and um so that's what go yard is all about and our whole goal is to help you 
in all areas and relationships of your life. That's what we're all about. We want you to live the go-yard life, and that is hitting those home runs, as the Rays did <laughs> and won the game last night. Yes, they did. They our Tampa Bay run. Rays now are even one game one, and the Dodgers have won one. And so go Rays, and uh, we're big Rays fans. And when there's years that we aren't having COVID, we go to games. Absolutely. But, you know, I want to address something. So we had Please. a comment here on um, Facebook. The sad part about sitting in silence is loneliness and sadness. Um, and, yes, it is very lonely and it's very sad. And it, silence can be a controlling factor. Yes. And so we have to take our power back. And the way we can do that is by communicating. Now, maybe communicating to a relationship that won't be able to be fixed. But sometimes it can be. But we have to communicate. If we're not, it's just going to continue hurting and damaging us. And we are the, on that puppet strings. Like, it's controlling who it's we are. It's controlling us. Yes. Thank you, whoever you are, for writing that. And uh, we want more comments. And if you write a comment during the week and listen to this, you're listening to the show during the week, feel free to put comments right there, and we'll get back to them next week. Um, I think this is a very valuable uh, series. I think so, too. Because I think too often people walk around very, very hurt. Yes. Which causes physical problems. Yes. Which we can talk about more next week. We have two minutes. Can you sum up this show, Dr. Angel? Summing up I just remembered your name. You did. Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of you. I know. I know. Anyway, summing up the show, using our words and speaking our truth is really an important part of healthy relationships. And when we are feeling offended or hurt or bothered, stop for a second, take a deep breath, and ask or clarify that with the person that you're feeling that with. In the moment, don't wait till tomorrow or the next day. Like. Ask, like, are you upset by me? I felt like your answer was short. Right, there you go. Whatever, but clarify that in the moment. In the moment. And if you have a need from somebody in your life or a want or a desire, speak it out. Speak up. Speak up. We're going to go on next week with this discussion because Tommy is counting us down. And so this is Go Yard. And please share this show on Facebook. And also you can find it on YouTube.com, Tantalk Radio, slash the name of the show, Go Yard. And a bunch of our shows are right there on Tantalk Radio in video. So we hope you have a great week. And if you can, catch our Sunday show of Practical Christian Living, 3 o'clock. Every Sunday afternoon. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac and Go Yard and see you next week, kids. Hit a home run. Go raise Tampa Bay Rays. Yay! Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.